You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hoop Ballers, how's it going? This is Devin, not the Duke Ellington. I am joined by Neil Roshlani, and this is Tuesday, February something, 18th. <laughs> Neil, how's it going? Yeah, I know. We're recording the night before, so it gets a little confusing. Yeah, the 18th of uh, February. Doing well. Look, looking forward to um, talking non-NBA betting, I guess, because there's no game scheduled tomorrow or Tuesday night. So, um Nothing on the card, but I know you've got plenty of sports you want to talk about, so we can hop on there and perhaps also talk about some betting uh, strategies that we've been exploring this season. So, yeah, doing well. Yourself? You know, hanging in there. Had a pretty fun and productive weekend. Uh, Looking forward to getting some NBA back in my life, that's for sure. Yeah, this is weird. Like, it hasn't been that long where they've done this, right, where the All-Star break is like an entire week. I'm used to it being like four days, and now right. it just feels so long. Um, yes. It's, it, it's, it's weird. I guess so. Well, yep. Soon enough. Soon enough. And uh, we'll be diverse in what we discuss, just like our sponsor is diverse. And that is mybookie.ag. They're diverse in the fact that they give you all sorts of stuff to bet on. Uh, they already have the odds for the PGA Puerto Rico open up. They got Trump candidacy odds. They got all sorts of NHL and XFL futures. So if you are not diversifying your betting portfolio and putting some money into another book, which it's smart to do so, I would definitely recommend mybookie.ag. You can bet, you get paid, you win, and uh, quick payouts. They take care of you, 24-7 customer service. And we have a promo code today, T-O-D-A-Y, for a 50% match up to $2,000. So put 2,000 in, you get 1,000 back. You get half your money back. And that's a pretty good math if I must say, Neil. It's fantastic. Um, what's the turnaround time on getting paid? I haven't cashed out yet. How, how so could, yeah. it depends on the active bonuses that they have going on that you used with deposits. I know it changes here and there, but from what I've seen, very, very, very fast. Um, I've never had any issues with them, so I can't complain. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, 
Well, as we all know, the uh, all-star game break, whatever you want to call it, has come and gone. And uh, figured we'd do a slight little recap of just the main components of what was of the all-star weekend. Now, Neil, did you uh, happen to see Buddy Hill beat uh, Devin Booker at the last ball in the three-point contest? Or I missed you were in a lake house, right? I was in a lake house in the uh, great state of Wisconsin, and I missed um, everything because there was no there's no television connection up there. So I missed it all. Um, Buddy Heald is a phenomenal shooter. Mm-hmm. You said he beat out uh, – sorry, say that again. Devin Booker. Oh, Devin Booker, obviously a fantastic shooter as well. Um, that's great that he won. I heard they had like some four-pointers or something, like longer shots. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So they added two at the top of the key, just slightly left and slightly right to the middle of the key. Mm-hmm. Um, deep range shots. So did, uh, did, anyone, did anyone hit those? I think a few guys did. Um, I know probably Trey Young dropped one or two in there. Um, he likes it from that deeper range. So, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was a cool new component to add to a classic competition here. Yeah, I'd love to see him do more of that. Yeah. Uh, maybe have like five shots from like way deep. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Like a half rack. Yeah, exactly. That'd be sure. fantastic. Um, yeah, well, Buddy Hill is a deserving uh, winner. I've always loved him uh, shooting the ball. He has such a pretty stroke. And it's Here. good to see him. Uh, you know, he got that contract in Sacramento, and now he's obviously playing a very good basketball. So good for him. Absolutely. Um, all right. What's up? What was next on the, uh, yeah. the weekend card? So the dunk competition, uh, I've never seen so many 50s in the final round of a dunk competition. It's kind of like they were handing sympathy 50s out, I think. <laughs> it came down to Aaron Jones and Derek Jones Jr., two guys that were the odds-on favorites, respectively one and two, and uh, both runner-ups from past dunk competitions. So I think a lot of people su- suggested or thought that this was going to be the case. Derek Jones Jr. ended up winning over Aaron Jones to be a slight underdog upset. But uh, a lot of people are saying that Aaron Gordon got robbed. Yeah, I saw there was something where there was going to be a tie, but then the the they didn't want to let in a tie. And so maybe Dwayne Wade, because he's a Heat guy, gave it to Derek Jones. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm not even – like. To me, it's it's it doesn't make a difference, obviously. Right, right. I, only if I had bet on it, I guess, would it matter. So. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Miami Heat connection, Bam Adebayo won the skills competition. Uh, the gentleman had the lowest odds on to win at plus 1,100. And uh, another big man won this competition. You know, I was reading an article about not counting the big men out in this, uh, this kind of a – competition and uh, Pascal Siakam was a favorite uh, fan favorite you know he's at plus 600 so he's getting some long shot bonus money in there to win it and that's who uh, went against Bam in the finals Bam Adebayo ended up winning uh, mm. it was a really cool competition to watch did you uh, place any money on these um so I put a little bit on so I, I hedged I put Buddy Hield and Devin Booker there um, Buddy Hield was plus 550 and uh, I had um, Devin Booker at plus 600 in the three-pointer. Um, and then I actually went with Pascal Siakam at plus 600, and he got bet down to like plus 550, I think, before it finalized. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so it was cool to see my guys and my picks that I thought were going to do uh, well perform. Yeah, that's, you came very close to getting uh, both those. Yeah. Did you get a robbed on the dunk contest? 
Um, you know, it, the field was so small, and it, I think it came down to two guys, and I didn't really see a lot of value in either one. So okay. Yeah. I just uh, I wanted to enjoy a good one, and it was, it was pretty, pretty interesting, to say the least. So, well, moving on to uh, some, like, futures style of stuff here. I know we talked a little bit. Oh, let's talk about the game. You're burying the lead. What about the actual game? Did you watch it? Oh, the all-star game. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no, I watched the uh, fourth quarter, and um, then uh, it was cool to see how they were competing down the stretch and fouling, and, um, you know, they changed the format this year. So it was, you know, the players had something to play for. Mm. I saw Kawhi got the MVP. Would you think that was deserving? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of guys that played really well. Um, down the stretch, he had some decent plays, uh, of course, defensive efforts. Um, but, yeah, he, he kind of went through his phases of having control over that game, which is hard to do against some perennial uh, all-stars like that. Yeah, those guys are so talented. It's amazing. It was good to see that. I'm gl- I didn't get to see it, but I'm glad they tried really hard down the stretch because you really – I mean, when you have that much talent on the floor, you wanted to see them compete at the highest level. And right. Usually it's not that type of game. So uh, I would like, maybe I'll try to go back and watch it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty neat. You know, they had charity money up for grabs for each quarter. So each team, you know, whatever team won the quarter, won $100,000 to go to a charity of that team's choosing. Mm. So, you know, there was, uh, so to say, there's money on the line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of money from my perspective. So, yes, that's great. I hear it. Now, I know we were uh, discussing maybe uh, throwing out some uh, betting methods out there for some of the listeners. Uh, we've been getting some questions and feedback on Twitter as of lately. Um, folks just kind of wondering about money management, bankroll, um, as far as, you know, basic uh, beginner uh to novice, you know, experiences and what they should expect getting into betting and such. Now, you're a little more seasoned in this than I am. Um, that's not an old joke, I promise. <laughs> but <laughs> what would you say um, is important as far as being a better and making sure that you set yourself up for success? Is there one thing that majority of folks should know and know how to do, um, in your opinion? Uh, well, money management is huge um, because you are going to have times, no matter how good of a better you are, where there'll be, there'll be long, hopefully, win streaks, but there'll also be long losing streaks. Not long, but I mean, there could be several in a row. Uh, even if you, you know, you take a, take a coin that, let's say, that is uh, 50-50 and you flip it 100 times, there'll be plenty of times where it's five heads in a row and five tails in a row or maybe even 10. Um, so that's going to happen in your betting, even if you're profitable better. So you never want to um, increase or, you know, bet too much of your stake on one bet. I, I limit myself to 2.5% of my bankroll per bet. Gotcha. And I don't increase that until um, at the end of the season. Like maybe the next season I'll go in with a different one. But I don't, I don't okay. change that for the entire NBA, NBA season. And also, I um, – I, you know, some people, I know there are many methods where you're like, if you have your, you know, what your edge is, you can increase your bet, like the, the whole like uh, betting models there. But I, I don't feel comfortable enough to know exactly what, what my edge is because I'm more betting on uh, motivation, which is very hard to quantify, but sometimes you can see it. And um, so I don't, um, I don't 
put in like, you know, a half a unit and then a unit and two stars or, you know, all that stuff. It's the same. I flat bet. And okay. that just seems to work for me. Um, how about you? Yeah. So for me, um, I think a lot of my basis revolves on the amount of effort that I put into it as far as trying to find, you know, and you, you hear it in my numbers, especially with some of these smaller uh, conference, uh, smaller college basketball picks. I really try to get through the uh, nitty gritty and sift through and finding some really nice nuggets. I, I really like numbers and stats and trends and also uh, the gut feeling of understanding what you're seeing with your eyes. And if you're a big enough fan of a sport, you're going to watch enough of it. You're going to realize some things and see some trends and happenings. So I think for me, since I'm a little less seasoned, I uh, am still such a ginormous sponge and taker in of the game and so I'm always looking at new stuff to learn and new knowledge in order to help translate to my betting style which I think is a little bit more analytically driven but um there's that's the cool thing about betting um is that there's not one correct way to do it and you know the best handicappers and sports bettors out there those professionals quote unquote you know they win at 60% at best of the time. So that means, you know, 40 to 45% of the time they're losing, um, just like we are. So, you know, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's a science that everyone's trying to figure out, but if it was that easy, we'd all be living in Vegas or another legalized state and, uh, we'd all be millionaires and it would be wonderful. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's also, a. Betting, um, you have to go in with that. That the good point is also if, you, if you're someone who feels like every time you lose, that's like that means you're not good at it. Um, it's going to be really hard to stay with it um, mm -hmm. because you are going to lose almost as much as you win. And sure. That's all you're trying to do, you know. So it can be um, it can be frustrating if you think um, you got a couple of things wrong in a row that maybe this isn't cut out for you. It's definitely right. a long term proposition. Right. So. Now, I wanted to pick your brain on one other thing as far as the way betting is nowadays. Yep. How, in your eyes and what you've seen, how has the betting scene changed with more normality and legalization? I mean, ESPN's putting the lines up for these XFL games, and uh, there's so many networks that have shows dedicated to uh, sports wagering. Um, so how has, has it affected the whole – betting scene as a good dynamic, bad, or is it just kind of a wash? Like, what do you think of? Where oh, I think it's going? definitely good. Um, uh, I'll, I'll give you two, two specific reasons. One, um, there'll be more, um, as more states here in the United States uh, legalize it, um, there'll be more uh, places to bet. And that means more competition. And when there's more competition, there's usually better prices. So, the prices of this minus 110, which is typical what you bet, you may start to see better, um, uh, better or lower juice or, you know, lower vig or whatever mm -hmm. um, from the competition. So the price may come down. So instead of having to win 52 point, whatever it is, 3%, you don't have to win maybe 52.1%, you know, it might change that, which could be a huge deal. Uh, secondly, you want a lot of participants because, um, the more the general public, uh, it's gonna, it, most people are not going to be successful betters. And the more you can have people that are just casual betters, it gives more opportunities for someone who's really locked in. So I think both those things are just great. 
uh, the ex expansion of legalized betting and the normalization of it, talking about it, putting up lines, not no longer having the stigma. Um, yeah. So anyway, those are, those, are my, those are my two big takeaways. How about your yeah. thoughts on that? You know, I'm 100% with you. I'm, I'm in the generation of where I didn't get to see the, the birth of uh, sports betting, you know, like the, the nitty-gritty uh, golden day, the dark times, so to say, whatever you want to call them, you know, where you had to call your bookie um, over the phone and then you check your picks the next day in the paper, you know, right now the way things are is it's pretty instantaneous. You get to know uh, so much at your fingertips these days with everything, especially sports betting, which is something that's gained a lot more normalcy within uh, our society. So I like it. I think it's going to continue to grow. We were talking a little off air here. Uh, I'm, we're both pretty much in the Midwest, but Iowa, you know, both being Midwest, uh, Midwesterners, you know, we, we were surprised that Iowa and our circumference of states and radius was one of the states that had it legalized. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a very progressive state in many ways, you know, mm -hmm. um, but uh, I did not see the gambling thing coming first there, but they are, um, they're on board and we are here in Illinois, although I don't think bookmakers are out yet, but it is legalized officially. And um, I'm just hoping the competition is there. I'm really worried knowing Illinois politics, there'll be uh, one provider and they will just juice it up crazy. So sure, sure. I don't know how great it's going to be, but I'm hoping they allow the competition and um, we get multiple providers and multiple places you can bet and therefore better prices. So we'll see. Absolutely. Well, just to transition on a little bit, you know, I want folks to know where they can give us, uh, you know, some questions down the road if they have some more questions. So you're at Ball with Neil on Twitter, correct? That's correct. Okay. And I am uh, D-A-L-E-007. And we are a part of Hoopball Gaming, at Hoopball Gaming. That's our uh, motherboard of the Twitter page. So we would love any other questions, thoughts, or uh, comments on processes as far as sports betting goes. So I'm going to talk real briefly about some uh, real minor futures tickets that I looked at and took out here with uh, some unorthodox uh, stuff. One being the XFL. Uh, have you watched much of this or how, how much have you invested as far as your time? In I have not seen, I've seen some highlights, uh, okay. I've read some articles, but I've not actually watched much live. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I briefly talked about the Houston Roughnecks before the season started and, uh, they were at plus 800 to win the whole thing. And now they have already dropped down to plus, uh, 185. They're two and O and, uh, they look really solid right now. Um, and another team that I thought was going to be pretty solid as far as coming into the year just because of their talent pool. They have like two or three previous NFL running backs on this roster. But the L.A. Wildcats, they dropped from uh, plus 400 before the season started down to plus 1,500. They're one and one right now, but with a real solid defense. So I think if you want some juice on an XFL future ticket uh, with a nice uh, low-risk long shot, um, L.A. Wildcats plus 1,500 is the way to go. And then uh, the MLB futures I really like right now is Chicago, uh, the White Sox. I know you're in Chicago. Yeah, uh, oh, the White Sox are going to be good this year. To win their division. Oh, interesting. Uh, I like that. That was at plus 300. I put that in a couple days ago and really, really liked that pick. So uh, how do you bet futures? Do you like futures at all, Neil? I love them for the NBA. Uh, yeah. Every year I do. 
I try to pro- I project every team win loss total. And, oh, uh, nice. And I uh, bet maybe like I think this year I bet eight of them. Gotcha. So, um, those so those are the ones I'll do like a partial unit, I should say, because your money's tied up, and I don't want. Yeah. To and so it'll be smaller bets. But yes, I do. I find like those are the easier ones to predict. Yeah. The, those are easy. Not I would say easy to win, but it's easier to get like fifty five percent, sixty percent win sure. rate there as opposed to uh, the nightly business. So. And do you have any current futures on some uh, team totals wins? Oh yeah, I do. Right I should, yeah. You know what? I should really look at that right now and uh, see see who I have uh, available. I don't have my. Okay, I know I have. Um, let's see. I had Miami over, which looks like they're going to hit. Looks, yeah, yeah, really good. The one that I definitely lost is Philadelphia over. I thought they were going to win. Oh yeah. I'm in second, so that's not going to pan out. Um, I had the Knicks under. Because it's the Knicks, yeah. so that looks pretty solid. Um, Dallas, I think I, I don't know which way I went to Dallas. I have to double check. I had oh, um, I might have had the over. So this is a really, really, really bad one. I think I had the over in Golden State. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, which uh, which certainly isn't going to come out. Uh, Utah might have had the over. Uh, the Lakers, I believe I had the over. Um, and uh, I think right now I'm sitting at like six and two. Gotcha. But obviously, gotcha. things could change as the season goes on. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, so but far, far yeah, right pretty. so far, so yeah. good. So yeah. we'll see how it pans out. What about the NBA championship? Do you do any stuff like that? Are you <sighs> no, I, you know, this year might have been a decent year to do one because it was so wide open, mm-hmm. um, and just for fun. Uh, I didn't do anything on the NBA championship this year. I gotcha. will probably. Um, I'm gonna look and see. I'm still a believer in Philadelphia. I want to see how bad their odds are, and I might lean into that. Uh, yeah. The other one would be um, the Clippers, but I bet their, their odds are probably too high at this point. Those are the two teams I like the most. Sure, um, sure. Obviously, I do think the Bucks are going to win it, but there's no value left on them to bet. So, right, right. Anyway, um, how about you? On the um, so funny you brought the Bucks up. I actually just got them at plus 300 like a couple hmm. weeks ago um, to win the championship. So I was uh, – anything over 150, that's what I was looking for. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, you know, maybe that double money. Yeah. Um, and then my dark horse, one I really liked, and I've been watching a bunch of their games this year, but uh, the Celtics. I got them at plus 1,600 uh, to win the championship. I know it's uh, it's a long shot for a reason, but it feels better than others. No, it's, uh, the Celtics are a very reasonable team to win the whole thing. I think yeah. they are going to be um, – Plus sixteen hundred, yeah, I think that's 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 a very fair pick. And if they were make it, if they were to make it to like um, the Eastern Conference Finals, you could hedge at that point probably. And, oh yeah, yeah. So it'd be fine. Yeah. Now, when is it too early to hedge? Is there an advantage? Oh god, to gain? I, I don't. I think that's really up to you as a as a preference. As, uh, okay. I don't right. think it's ever too early. Um, I mean, I don't think it's there's ever a right time. I should say. But sure. um, I think as soon as you feel like you've locked in enough profit and you're no longer confident in your pick, yeah, I would hedge at that point. Okay, that, I think that's all personal preference at that point. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I know some people that wait till they know what teams, like you know, say it's the conference finals, and they know what possible four teams will be in there, then they'll hedge their original bet, so to say, or even when the finals are set. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and then I know people that do it completely opposite. You definitely don't want to hedge when you will hedge and lose money. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is the only advice I can give. Yeah, yeah. If you hedge too early, you try to hedge against everything, then you will uh, not get any profit. That would be the bad situation. Hot take by Neil. Don't yes, lose money not, betting. Don't lose money, yes. <laughs> All right, Neil. Well, let's. Uh, you all right with transitioning over to some college picks and some, you know, just uh, chatter about that realm of sports? I know we don't have a lot going on as far as betting going right now. Mm. So, uh, one of the uh, games I wanted to start off with. You know how I love my action, and uh, I can't do a disservice to that conference without bringing them up at least once. You should. Uh, they should sponsor you. I'm working on it. I'm working <laughs> yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. Just start a gambling page for uh, the MAC conference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Ball State uh, going on the road at Buffalo. And um, I'll tell you what, these two defenses, um, this is going to, if you like defensive and physical basketball, this is uh, some uh, potential viewership for your likes. Um, I'm going to take not aside, but the total. I like under 144, and the main reason is, uh, starting with Buffalo, they are the third-ranked pace of play team, so the third fastest in the country. And then you have Ball State, who is 203rd in the country. So we've talked about my betting preferences towards, like, gear up or gear down. Um, I like a team that has to slow the other team, the faster team down, and maybe get them into some weird sets that they're not used to being in. And I think Ball State is capable of doing that because they rank in the top 100 of uh, field goal percentage for uh, uh, their opponents, and they are uh, 55 at opponents' three-point percentage. So defensively, I think Ball State can hang here with Buffalo. They also don't allow a lot of near-proximity percentage shots. They're 53rd in the country on that. And then conversely, uh, their offense is terrible. Ball State's is. It's just garbage. It's, you know, they're, uh, I think their highest offensive category that they're ranked in is 169. And that is, uh, that is potential quick points off breakaway steals. So the fluky stuff. Um, And then Buffalo's defense, um, you know, they match up really well against some of the stuff that Ball State does do a little bit better. So I like the under of 144. I think it's going to be a sloppy game offensively. And I think that both defenses are actually going to make uh, a bit of a difference here. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll um, look into that. So I haven't got on some, I haven't gotten some action yet. So this might be a good time to jump in. There you go. Well, this next one is a little bit more bigger scale. Uh, it's actually in your homeland. Yeah. Well, uh, featuring a school from your homeland, uh, Illinois, going on the road at Penn State. And uh, this game I am taking aside, I'm going to go with Penn State minus six and a half. And my biggest reasoning is Big Ten home teams. I think they have like an 80% win percentage on the year and like a 78% cover percentage. So it's absolutely bonkers as far as what home teams do. I tried to fade them yesterday. Um, Did not work out for me. I got cute and it did not go well. But uh, Penn State matches up very well um, with this um, Illinois defense. Um, you know, it, every category I'm looking at, um, Penn State has the offensive advantage. You know, they're top 50 in field goal attempt rate. Uh, they're 20th in field goal percentage. Uh, they're 74th in three-point percentage. Mid-range percentage, they're top 35. They're top 15 in near, percentage, uh, near proximity percentage. 
So they get the ball in the hoop and they are efficient. They are the 17th most efficient team in the country. And um, the defensive numbers and metrics they have in their favor is staggering as far as their defense against Illinois' uh, offense. So I think uh, this is going to be a double-digit victory by Penn State. They are absolutely rolling. And not to mention Illinois also lost their leading scorer of uh, A.U. Dasunmu. Um, he was putting in about 17 a game, if I'm not mistaken. So this is their second game without him. I look for them to still continue to struggle with scoring the ball. He was also a pretty good defender, so that hurts in more than one way. Yeah, they've been on a tough losing streak, too. I'm looking here at Illinois. Uh, I like the fact it's the second game without the star. Um, their team might just be deflated at this point. Um, mm-hmm. They're definitely not looking like they're going to make any postseason, at least in the NCAA tournament, right? So, right. Um, they're they might be giving up, and um, yeah. if that's the case, it's easy to get killed. So we'll see. I, I like the bet. You ever, you ever tease basketball? Because this is one I would definitely tease. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, yeah. I've had a little bit of success on it. You know, about you know those those odds are a little less favorable. So I'm I'm taking my lumps, but it's yeah. also fun. You know, for me, uh, like I said, talking about trying to find the numbers and the market and the whole just kind of inners and outs of things as far mm-hmm. as the sport goes. If I feel confident in a matchup and thinking that my projection as far as what a score will be will hold true within that tease bet. Mm-hmm. Um, it also gives you double confidence. Like, okay, I knew how I felt about this game. That feels good that that happened. And then also uh, winning money is never a bad thing. So, yeah, no, I like them here and there um, from time to time. Uh, you know, just kind of like typical rules and parlays. Um, they're risky for a reason, but they do give it a little sauciness and some uh, excitement on the card. Yeah, when I feel like if it was this situation like you do um... – I think you're right. Penn State will probably cover, um, and it might be like an easy double-digit win. But I feel like they're definitely going to win this game. Yes. And if you tease them down, you're basically all you have to do is win by more than a bucket. Yeah. Right? Win yeah. by a bucket. So you're you're pretty much assured that. So yeah. Um, I just don't know what other game to pair with it. Um, uh, I've actually got one. Okay. <laughs> you know, go back to the Mac. Yeah, um, of course. You know, it's, <laughs> why not? Uh, yeah, so this team I'm about to talk about is actually a team I was going to kind of give a little uh, hoorah for getting into the tournament. You know, I think they got a good chance of getting in there and then knocking out a, uh, you know, middle-of-the-road seed and winning one, maybe two games. But that's uh, the Akron Zips. Um, they are on the road at Western Michigan, and uh, they are uh, eight-and-a-half-point favorites. So Western Michigan – looking like a home dog here, getting a lot of points. But uh, Akron's 8-1 against spread as a road team. And um, I will give a little side of caution, you know, like I do for most of my picks. Uh, Western Michigan, you know, don't say I didn't tell you so, but they're 4-1 at home against spread in their last five. But these Akron defensive numbers that I'm looking at, um, it, they're going to smother this Western Michigan team and it's not even close it, it's uh, every major category they're almost 100 spots as far as the rating goes better than them they are an efficient team they both play at the same pace so it's not like you're going to have major adjustments as far as pace goes um, I look at Akron coming out and winning this game by 
a sizable number, maybe even more double digits. Uh, uh, I'd say 10, maybe 11. Um, this Akron team's looking really good, and for them to get in the tournament and have a chance at being a giant killer in the first round um, is very, very possible. Um, they got a kid named Lauren Christian Jackson, and he ranks 12th in the country in opponent-adjusted win shares, so pretty much war in baseball or wins above replacement. And uh, the only kid that's above him in all the basketball is Obi Toppin, the forward from Dayton, who uh, is at 48%. And um, he is actually a top five lottery pick looking uh, prospect in this uh, upcoming NBA draft. So I'm going to take the or lay the eight and a half with Akron on the road at Western Michigan. And then I'm going to throw a long shot out there right now and say that they win a game in the NCAA tournament. Mm. Hey, speaking of uh, Dayton, do you think they can make some serious noise in the tournament? Yeah. You know, uh, the final four odds just came out and that was a great, Segue right there, Neil, because uh, it kind of just pivoted us real smoothly along. Um, the final four odds updated and came out here recently. And, you know, on one side of the table you have, and I just tweeted this out, but uh, you have, you know, your favorites, obviously, your higher, you know, your plus 150s, your 200s. And then on the other side of the table you have teams at, you know, plus 400, like Michigan State, uh, Auburn at plus 500, Butler plus 800. Uh, and, you know, I tweeted that out and said, I would not be shocked at all. And I'm pretty darn confident that two teams from each side of the table will be in the final four. And uh, I would not be shocked if Dayton, you know, was one of those. They were on the left side of the uh, table. I think they're at plus uh, 300 or so. Um, but some long shots I really like is Texas Tech at plus 700. Uh, I mentioned Butler, Auburn, and Michigan State. Uh, Butler's plus 800, Auburn's plus 500, Michigan State's plus 400. Michigan State's floundering right now, but uh, it's still Tom Izzo coaching that team, and I look for them to get right on track, have a strong showing in the Big Ten tournament, maybe even win it. Yeah, I, that that's those are interesting bets. I've never bet um, – you know, I've done a bracket, of course, um, and I've uh, bet on teams' games. So I've never gone on um, Final Four, making a Final Four bet. So Dayton that, in the Final Four is not a bad one at all. Uh, yeah. I think I don't want to bet on it just because I want to see it happen and be happy about it and not yeah. you know, proverbially jinx it. Yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying there. I, don't, I just uh, I have to start doing some research on these basketball teams before I make the bet. But, yeah, um, um, that's exciting, man. March Madness, just like two weeks away, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Selection Sunday is in 26 20, – 20, like 25 days. It's close. Um, the conference tournaments are going to be fun. I, I love this time of the year. Um, college basketball is good. Yeah, I almost love conference tournaments as much as I like the NCAA tournament. That's you know, it's a bunch of little NCAA tournaments. Essentially. Yeah, exactly. And uh, especially the team, especially the conferences where you know only one team's going to come out of them. Uh, right. Yeah, those are some of the most exciting games that you can watch all season. So. Yeah, it, it's some exciting stuff right now. And uh, for baseball fans, obviously, catchers, pitchers, reporting. Um, you know, if, if you're in a golf, you got the golf uh, tournaments heating up, some tennis. You know, it's it, we're getting there. Hockey playoffs are coming up. And, um, you know, it's it's we got some good NBA left. So we, we got some really awesome stuff to bet on. And the XFL now. So, 
Oh, yeah. The XFL. We'll see if it uh, takes off. It sounds like a lot of people are watching. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's actually more fans in the same stadium that San Diego plays in for the XFL team than there was for the Chargers uh, in any recent game. Interesting. Um, it, it was uh, pretty ruckus in there. A lot of people were having fun. And <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's a good product so far. I mean, it's, it's more than a stopgap. It's, it's actually still competitive uh, football. Unders have been a heavy trend. Um, I think they're uh, six and three for the first uh, games that have been played somewhere around there, seven, uh, two, seven and four, something like that. But unders are definitely in favor right now. So, well, well you, know, you seem to have every league covered, which is I, I need to probably work more. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. probably the issue. But uh, did you have any uh, – Last parting thoughts as far as uh, some more betting strategies or some stuff to look forward to once uh, NBA gets going here? No, I think, the you know, you talk about trends in betting. Um, I, the end game is obviously the big trend, and I think that's going to become much more um, enjoyable and much more, for me, something I'm probably going to participate more in as I get more comfortable with it. I'm still not at the point where I'm really comfortable betting the game just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, my I, I, I think I'm comfortable, but my track record is not is not profitable, so I'm not comfortable. So yeah. I'm much better uh, pre pre game or future. So I'm I'm looking forward to, to kind of getting better at that. Uh, but I think that's where the future is, right? Play by play. Right, right. So we'll see how that pans out. It keeps getting more and more accessible, and it helps guys like us that want to fine tune our skills um, and you know make it more enjoyable for winning and. Uh, putting our knowledge out there. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's just, it's just more fun when you watch a game, right? You don't yeah, have to sit there. Yeah. Like, if you, if you bet a side before the game starts and your team's down by 30, you're not, like, out of it. You know what I mean? There's so many different ways to, to, to play the game still. So that's fun. Yes. Well, here's to continued growth as far as sports betting and us being a hoop ball presentation. Um, you know, we are appreciative of everything that's happened so far on the Twitter follows, the reactions, the onslaught of support. It's been great. Uh, we appreciate the listens, the likes, the reviews. Again, I am at D-A-L-E-007. And this uh, episode was shared with me by Neil Roshlani at Ball with Neil. Neil, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, people. Goodbye, people. <laughs>
probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.